is good, everybody? This is the Balls BJ. Another edition of the Sideline Junkies NFL Playoff Edition. Uh, just wanted to step on here real quick and talk. We got some uh, AFC playoff games tomorrow. We got the Raiders going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, it's been a long time for both of those teams as far as playoff wins. I believe the Raiders are five and a half. And then you got my boys, Orchard Park, New York, Buffalo Bills, and a familiar foe, New England Patriots coming to town. I believe the weather is supposed to be zero degrees in Orchard Park at Highmark Stadium, which is not an advantage for either team. Both teams are cold weather teams, so uh, that's a push. I believe the Bills are four and a half point favorites. You usually get three at home. So they're four and a half. So um, just the whole playoffs in general, I think this is probably going to be one of the better playoff matchups the NFL has seen. And I know there's a lot of fuss and a lot of complaints about the playoff, the new playoff format. You know, we, we fuss and complain here. We, we grew up with the, you know, number one and the number two seed having to buy and the rest of the team fighting it out the Go see who plays those teams. But this year, the NFL gets to rub our nose in the dirt a little bit because these matchups are golden. Um, I think the only disproportionate matchup that everybody kind of has a consensus is Jim and Junie still is going to Kansas City. Um, it's on, almost, you know, like a, a death wish. But, you know, we've seen strange things happen. They still got Big Ben back there. I know Jimmy don't have too much faith in Big Ben. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Anything can happen. And uh, they still got T.J. Watt on the other end. And, you know, a couple of things can happen and make that a, a totally different ball game. Remember, you know, if you can get to the quarterback, it's a, it's a different, whole different ball of wax. So, uh, to the two games tomorrow, man, look, the Raiders – and the Chargers probably played one of the best NFL games in the history of the, of the league. Um, with the Chargers keep, kept getting fourth down conversions, tying the game, it was just a hell of a game. Um, you know, both teams, you know, the, the, the Chargers offense, the Raiders defense, dead tired. They've been on the field all game. It was just fun to watch Sunday night. Uh, definitely, you know, a hell of a way to end the season. So you got the Raiders going to Cincinnati, Derek Carr versus Joe Burrow and them red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, I'm taking the Bengals at home to win their first playoff game. I think it's 32 years. I think the Raiders haven't won a playoff game in 16. I want to say it's either 30 or 32, something for the Bengals. I think, they, I think, think they're going to get their first W. I think it's going to be a really good game. But don't forget, you got the Raiders. You know, they play in that nice Vegas weather going to cold Cincinnati. And, you know, that's the, that's the advantage for the Bengals. They play there. That's their home. They're used to it. So, you know, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, if I'm a betting man, do I take the five and a half with the Bengals? I don't think so. I think the Raiders are going to cover that five and a half. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, over 40. I don't know what the over-under is. I 
I did look real quick. I just remember the uh, point spread. So give me the the Bengals, but I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I think the Raiders are definitely covered at five and a half. Now, moving to tomorrow night's game at Highmark Stadium, the Buffalo Bills take on the New England Patriots. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. The team split the season series. Um, Buffalo has a lot to prove. Um, they have to prove they belong there. So, you know, they finished the, the year number one in defensively, damn near every, you know, statistic category, but don't have any pro bowlers. I think that's very interesting. But, you know, like I said, you know, earlier in the broadcast, you have both cold weather teams, so there is no advantage here. Um, it's just about execution now. It's just about who wants it more. And, you know, the, the Patriots got some dogs. Matthew Judon is going to make, you know, uh, Josh Allen, you know, have a long day. They got to figure out a way to neutralize him. Um, you still got Bill Belichick on that sideline. You got a rookie quarterback starting Mac Jones. You got to take advantage of that. You got to get to him early and often. Uh, I know the first matchup in Orchard Park uh, with the bad weather game that the Patriots won, uh, they kind of ate the Bills up on the ground. So they're going to have to neutralize that. Uh, I know they've had a little bit of issue as far as, you know, the ground game getting ate up a little bit. So they're going to have to neutralize that. They're going to have to get solid offensive line play. Like I said, the Patriots got some dogs on defense. They're definitely trying to get to Josh Allen. And, you know, the Bills are going to just have to roll with their identity. If they're going to run with Josh Allen and do the quarterback sweeps and draws and stuff, then, you know, lay it on them. Um, I think I'm going to take the four and a half with the Bills. I like the Bills' chances at home. Um, I like the mindset they're in. I like that they don't have the number one seed. I think this is a team that needs to play every week. I think if they have the number one seed, you run the risk of rust and a team coming in there and sweeping them right out of their own stadium. So this matchup is its just one of them cleansing matchups for if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you want to beat the New England Patriots in the playoff. You don't want it any other way. You want them to come to Orchard Park, and you want to beat the dog shit out of them. So, uh, give me the Bills. Give me the four and a half. And I think when you talk about over-under, would a game be over 40? I don't think so. I think this is going to come down to um, time of possession. I think this is going to go one of these games. You got a red-hot Devin Singletary. You know, can he, you know, take that momentum into the playoffs? And if they can get... Devin Singletary in a good game with Josh Allen. You know, you're talking about a deadly combo. Everybody kept saying, oh, they need a running back. They, need, they got a running back. They just need to figure out, you know, the pieces of the offensive line has some consistency up there. I believe Mitch Morse is the only one that started all, all uh, 17 games this season, I believe. Don't quote me on that. So when you have those inconsistencies, you don't have – guys don't have time to jail and, uh, you know – you know, you, you, you're still trying to find your way. But I think they got a little something. So, I'm going with my boys, the four and a half. I think it'll be an under 40 game, over under. And give me the bills moving on to the next round. Now, before I get off the air, I just want to address something real quick. 
that we've been talking about on this show since we started in 2017 as Out of Bounds Podcast, and that's the lack of diversity in the NFL as far as head coaching. And, you know, the NFL isn't the only one at fault because the NBA is at fault also. It seems like, you know, me and KG be on here, and sometimes you'll hear us say we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But it has to be addressed now because you had Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins fired after winning seven, eight straight games with a hurt Tua. Remember, Tua's been hurt. He's missed games this season and last season. So just imagine if, you know, he's not hurt for those couple of games. Maybe they maybe end up making the playoffs. Um, You had the head coach for the Texans fired. So it's just like the obvious. And whether you want to hear it or not, black coaches don't have the same leash that white coaches have. If Brian Flores was a white coach, he would still have his job. The only reason why Joe Judge was fired in New York is because of pressure. Because of media pressure, because of pressure period from everybody. Just like, you know, just how bad of a coach he is. Matt Rule and and Carolina still has a job. And I forget the guy's name that was coaching the Texans. Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Brien basically destroyed that team, sent DeAndre Hopkins off, J.J. Watt gone. Um, I believe the quarterback that started the last couple of games of the season name is David Mills. And he looked like he might be able to play a little bit. You might have found something. But this team is no way, shape, or form any type of team to contend with anything, especially in that conference with the Titans. For some reason, I they fired their coach like, you know, it seems like the black coaches always get the rec, the, the rec projects. Hey, the, our team's a fucking mess. Come on in here. And when we find our quarterback and we start trending up, we'll fire you. We'll, we'll, we'll honor the Rooney Rule and, and, and interview some black coaches and then we'll hire the white coach that we want. That's what it seems like. That's what it is. It don't seem like it. That's what it is. The same thing in the NBA. We're going to, you know, we're a shitty franchise. We have no chance of winning. Let's give a black coach his first opportunity. And in the first sign of you having a number one, number two pick in the draft and getting a franchise changing, altering player, you're firing your black coach and hiring a white coach. You know, it, it just seems like that's what it is. And until it's addressed and the NFL takes it serious, like the Rooney Rule is a joke. They've made a mockery out of the Rooney Rule. Like if I'm Byron Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy, I'm not taking the Jacksonville job. Give that to your white counterpart. Let them have that mess down there. You know, I'm not taking a Houston job. You know, I'm not. Those guys deserve top-tier jobs just like uh, the, the Green Bay coach got, just like the Kingsbury got in Arizona. Arizona fired Steve Wilkes after they drafted Josh Rosen, which is he was absolute fucking trash. Then they get the guy they want in Kyler Murray, and all of a sudden Steve Wilkes ain't good enough to be there no more. He only got one season. If you hire a coach, realistically, how many years do you think that coach needs to implement his system? I say about three, at least three seasons. You have to commit to a coach to see if he can change a culture. 
to see what his strategy is on the field and if you have a chance to win with this guy. Like, I believe the guy in, uh, I can't uh, think of names right now, but the, the coach in the Lions, I think he has them going in the right direction. I really do. White or black, I think he has them going. That's a lot to change around up there. So with the Detroit coach, unless he's completely inept, you have to give him five years. You have to give him five seasons to turn that thing around. The culture's bad. The team is bad. The draft picks have been bad. You got some pieces. Now can you get a quarterback? Can you get a couple other things and turn the mindset around to the team? You got to get a you got to give certain franchises some time. But black coaches aren't afforded that. If you're not winning the first season for some reason, you're gone. And that shit has to change. And um you know, me and KG will be on probably sometime this weekend and we'll talk more in depth about it, but for right now uh, that's all the time I got. The big guy KG has an article out. We'll uh, definitely be sharing the link to that. Very, very well-written article about the Washington football team and their end-of-season review through his eyes. So definitely check that out. Read it, share it, and uh, tell us what you think about it. And uh, That's all the time I got for today. This is Boss BJ. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this NFL Super Wild Card weekend. I know I am. Definitely uh, excited for tomorrow night at 8.15. So, uh, you hear that diesel go past me? Anyway, peace out, y'all. Be safe.